I predict in time shortly, you will see in the dictionary the word email. Okay. Like you think video and email will become known as an email. Like yeah. The way like search became known as Google. I'll Google it. You know, I saw an email the other day. Exactly. Did you receive the email? Right. Well, did you send out the email? Right. I, that's, that's exactly what the vision is. This week on Inboxing, Lisa S. Jones, CEO and founder of iMail, bringing emails to life with video. So welcome back to uh, another episode of Inboxing. Inboxing is the email marketing podcast where we talk with industry leaders all about email strategy. We dive deep into e-commerce, all kinds of things. Um, and it's a great ride. And tonight is going to be a fantastic ride. So I'm glad you joined us. Uh, tonight's guest is a super special lady. She grew up in Alabama and she's now working for a company which which is basically working bringing in billion dollar industries and changing the landscape of the email marketing industry because because video is not something we do in email we send screenshots of you know video content and direct them to youtube or direct them to our website and we'll talk about that and her really fantastic and amazing journey so i don't want to you know overhype it and she's also a huge Rocky fan, and I have a one question about that in there, but I think we already know the answer to that one. But anyway, without any further ado, please welcome Lisa Jones. Hello. Lisa. <laughs> welcome thank to Inboxing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's really a pleasure. It's really you are on, you're honoring us by showing up tonight. So I really, really appreciate you coming. Without any further ado, you know, like we had a great call. You know, the pre-call was fantastic. We had a great time, and I was looking forward to tonight. So that let's let's jump right into it. So can you tell us about how it started? You know, how you got from Montgomery, Alabama, to NASA, to VoIP, and then finally. You know, I'm So with my background being from Montgomery, Alabama, I've always wanted to venture into to different endeavors, things that would challenge my thought leadership, my intellect, my growth in so many different areas. So in college, I majored in logistics and procurement. And so my first career move actually was at NASA as a logistics specialist, maintaining for shuttle missions, the inventory level of different parts for the shuttle. And I manage technical resources as well. So that's where my ability to manage technical teams came from. And then I decided after a few years that uh, of being at NASA that I wanted to try something totally different. And I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and moved to the telecommunications industry for several years and rose up to be a, a corporate executive, uh, also working with women and diversity to find them contract opportunities at the telecom company. But I always knew within me that I wanted to be an entrepreneur to set my own chart and my own course forward. So with that, I started iMail. Okay. Well, why iMail? I mean, like, how did you come to, I mean, that's, I think, a follow-up question. But mm -hmm. all right, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'll just go to the next question and we'll come back to it. So, when, you know, what along the way, you know, helped you build iMail? iMail kind of found me instead of me finding it. I actually started iMail out of where my sister called me, actually, to advise me one summer morning that my mother had passed away at home alone in Alabama, in Montgomery, at the age of 61. And I remember the profound effect of hearing that my mother had passed away alone at home. So when I went to the services for my mom, it was a graveside service. And I just remember that the entire experience lasted for seven minutes. That's the way I recount it. And I remember 
as people were going back to their cars, I remember thinking to myself, is this what life comes down to in seven minutes? She gave, my mother gave her life, three daughters, term successful, and now it's down to seven minutes. So my prayer to my mother, my last prayer to my mother then was that when I go back to Atlanta, I want to start a company. I want it to be inspiring and a global brand, and it would be a legacy and a tribute to her, but to make up for those seven minutes of time, because we all have a message that needs to be heard. And I thought about communications. So when I came back to Atlanta, I was trying to figure out what type of business should I start? And I thought about how one communication changed my life. And so I said, you know what? I'll start a communications business. And then I said, well, how do we communicate, you know, verbally, nonverbal in writing? I said, what else do we do? And I said, we email. Well, who do we email? Internal, external, any click, you're anywhere Mm -hmm. in the world, right? So when I signed up, for 150 different email providers, I mean, different email newsletters, I saw that they all had one thing in common. I did not feel special. I did not feel engaged to take that next step for a call to action. And I said, well, what if what if I could bring email to life? What if email could play video in the inbox experience? Would, would that be a game changer? And with that, IML was born. So my mother was the catalyst of that and honoring that commitment and thinking about something that could be a global product for anyone to use. Okay. I think that has knocked off the next two questions. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm going I'm to go off script a little bit. I say, as I grew as an email marketing developer, like we knew, like you can't do, you know, we felt the disconnect between us and the platforms, like Yahoo's and, uh, you know, like they don't care about us. Like they'll make it hard on us, you know, like they'll change things like that. And then like our emails are broken. If any email developers are, are listening, they'll probably be like nodding their head. Like, yeah, like Outlook makes it impossible. Like I have this week, I was working on an email for Outlook. And one of you know, my the you know, it looks great on every platform. Shout out to Litmus that I could see great. all the different platforms. But the CEO of the company on his computer, it looks like totally messed up. And it's wow. I know it's DPI scaling. He's looking at 175% of trying all the tricks, going through all the articles. Nothing worked. In the end, we made it work. But how did you get buy-in from all these from all these ESPs? You know, I know they're not ESPs, all the male clients. Actually, it's a question there. How did you get buy-in? How did you get started? Okay, we're gonna build a platform that'll do video and email. Mm-hmm. How did you get that to work on every single platform? Like, you know, or how, how did you make those relationships that you could, you know, say, oh yeah, sure, we, we, we'll work with you, we'll make that work. Sure, so in looking at, looking at iMail's journey, we actually started, the company was founded in 2004. So it's been a lot of years in the making, right? I mean, it's a whole process within itself of a lot of trial and error. And so I was able to find a development team. I had tried, I had gone through seven different teams, did not work. And I I was also faced with people asking, well, Lisa, why are you trying to add the video to the email? That it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Why do we need that? Et cetera, et cetera. But I was always, I'm one of these people that until something proves me wrong, and I am convinced of that, then I will stop. But aside from that, I'll keep going. So by the eighth team, we figured out the right algorithm, the right compression, so that when an email also delivers, it's only 15 kilobytes. We'll compress a 200, 300 meg file down to a 15 kilobyte size in terms 
terms of in its delivery. We were fortunate to work with Microsoft as part of their Women in Technology Initiative, and they helped us on that technology roadmap that you're asking me about in terms of how we're able to deliver. And that was a key part of our journey was that partnership with Microsoft. I'm sure. And, you, they, and they're the biggest culprit, <laughs> like, you know, with uh, all the versions of Outlook that give us problems. But um, all right, we'll just keep, we'll just keep on marching. Yeah. What, like, all right. You kind of told us about, you know, the story with your mom and, and, you know, like you already kind of answered this. What if we could like, you know, is there anything else you want to add to that? Or like, oh, what drove you to build email? And, you know, another part to the story is when we think about all of these messages that deliver to our inbox, we're all inundated. It's just that drove me to create email as well in terms of finding and creating a differentiator to stand out in the inbox. That was a driver because it drove me nuts seeing all of the, <laughs> the clutter in my inbox mm-hmm. as well. What about for you? Oh, well, no. I didn't build email, but as an email marketer, though, you know, we're always looking to stand out in the inbox, whether it's like, you know, and there are certain tools, you know, I notably, and this came up early, you know, in episode three with Jay Oram, with Kate, we talked about promotions tab, Gmail promotions tab banners. I don't know. I'm not calling it by the right name. But Gmail has this functionality. And I understand from a call I had this week with uh, Brian Sisolak of Peak Inbox that basically you could put you could put a little bit of code in your email, which if you have a very engaged client, a customer really, it'll float not in webmail, but on the phone, on the Gmail app, it'll float your email to the top and show your banner in the inbox. Color, banner, you can put whatever you want. Nice. So that is, yeah, it's huge. I mean, I've done this for my clients who are small, relatively small businesses. And when it happens, it's like, you know, they're in the industry, let's say they're in uh, the travel industry. Mm-hmm. So they're pitching to their small audience and the travel emails will bubble up and go under one like headline. And <laughs> you'll see like, you know, kosher travelers and booking.com. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> the biggest companies, uh, Expedia, you know, and, and mm-hmm. kosher travelers next to each other. So that right. is, that's really cool. Uh, but also, obviously, you know, the whole science of, um, of writing good subject lines comes from that you're trying to stick out and get someone's attention and get exactly. that click. And then from that click, you're trying to drive that, that next click and, and keep the process going. But definitely, you know, what you've done, and we'll get to that question, like what you've done, you know, how big can this become? You know, and yeah, let's go to this question. Like, can what you've done become a new web standard? Like if you can get, you know, does it matter anymore? Like if I get it down to 15 kilobytes, it's like, you know, I told you in the other one, it's like, I forget the name of that astronaut in Apollo 13, but you know, that you have to figure out how to make the LEM work on, uh, you know, on no power. <laughs> so you can't have enough power to get home. I mean, like you got... Uh, you know, a 200 megabyte file down to 15 kilobytes. That's like, right. it's, it, you know, it's mind blowing. Yes. And that's just part of the growth. It took us, of course, time to get there with right. deliverability and everything. But in terms of your question, can email technology become a new web standard? I think that there's, for every email, there's an opportunity for an email. But the way that we've designed email is for when there are communications that are critical that you want to get out or that you want that attention to. Email is here to stay, no doubt about it. I love email. Uh, It's part of our industry, right? So email Mm -hmm. is here to stay. But when there's something that you want to send out to draw attention or it's a product offering, then I do believe that video in email and email will be the industry standard. I just looked up, this is funny. I just looked up last night in the dictionary the definition for for video and email. And one of those definitions said, you know, you click a a image 
And then you go online and that you see, and I was like, wow, they need to update the dictionary here. And then I even, I was bold. I even typed in email just to see if it would recognize what is email. It didn't pop up, but I predict, I predict in time shortly, you will see in the dictionary, the word email. Okay. Like you think video and email will become known as an email. Like, yeah. The way like search became known as Google. I'll Google it. You know, I saw an email the other day. Exactly. Did you receive the email? Right. Well, did you send out the email? Right. I, that's that's exactly what the vision is. Uh huh. Well, does that but mean not for everything? Not for every single thing that goes out, but you know, in selected quantity. Absolutely. In any language, by the way, I should mention that an email could be in any language because it's a video, and we're able to support that. Well, that's amazing. How did I mean? I, you can't really get to how you did it, but yeah, I'm just wondering. Like, even just an audio clip to get an audio clip. You're talking about a 60 second audio clip. You ever just get an audio clip under 15, under 15 kilobytes? It's like, it's not, it's, it's wizardry. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's wizardry. I love it. I love it. Well, the way that we have it set up as well is that when the video delivers, it delivers to play on mute. We originally had it where it would play the video and, and the sound all in one as soon as you open it. And one of the things that Microsoft mentored us on is that Lisa and team, you don't want something that's going to be disruptive. Someone could be in a meeting or in an elevator, whatever the case may be. And you don't want content that's just starting to play. So what we did was dial it back a notch so that when it delivers, it plays on mute. And then you choose to click to engage the sound. But you can right. ask. Yeah, 60 seconds or less. Yeah, it's interesting because like you said you started in 2004. And, and you can imagine 2004, like that was like a good idea. <laughs> you know, like Thank play you. on, you know, play on load, you know, like, and you know, as like that developed and like that's the standard now, like you go on your Facebook, like, you know, video won't start playing with sound until you click it. Exactly. You know, start playing. Mean, yeah. No, you're <laughs> right. exactly you're, right. <laughs> you're, you're ahead of them. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that's why now, so I love, what I love about iMail's journey is that it has so many nuances. And so another nuance is we are a purpose-driven organization. And so we are passionate, passionate about supporting the visual and hearing impaired. As such, on an iMail, it may include closed captioning based on the client and what they need, of course. But the idea of closed captioning means that everything within email now is inclusive and accessible. Uh-huh. We talked a lot about accessibility, which is like a trending topic in email marketing because, you know, over now, the way people are custom coding an email, they're much more conscious now about it, how will this email sound by, by a screen reader and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we talked about even people being, you know, temporarily handicapped like you know you're just you're in a situation where you can't play mm -hmm. the sound and you hear you just you're in an elevator you want to see the video you want to read the text so that's it, it's really really it's really amazing thank um, you so what kind of lift are you seeing i mean how long how long have you been in business let's i mean when did you actually launch the real product that people could use the real product launched in 2006 Oh, really? Uh -huh. Time Warner or TBS, one of their brands uh, under Time Warner, was our very first enterprise client. <laughs> okay. And Time Warner made the introduction to Coca-Cola. It's so it's so fascinating, really. And I, and I love that we're always looking for new adopters, you know, right. the early adopters, rather, that are willing to try something different to see the results, that they enjoy the experimentation of it all and to be the first. And so we were very fortunate to have these enterprise brands as our first client. Right. I and mean, they want to be on the up and up, 
you know, that, that people are seeing, you know, like they like people will talk about that, you know, like they got an email from Coca-Cola and it was a video playing in there. Correct. You know, it's like, you know, it's that, you know, it's like magic, you know, like, like I said, it's wizardry. It's like, you don't believe it. Like, what is going on here? You know, you'll hold your phone. And like, it, It's another touch point. <laughs> it's another touch point for them to see the brand for sure. And so another right. aspect is we, yeah. And I mean, we are mm-hmm. continuing to innovate. So we have a patent, a patent pending on email, that technology, but we're also now, it's scheduled to be released uh, the end of Q2, but it's for video and text messaging as well on a mask. Oh, wow. Yes. So that the content, as soon as it delivers to your text message string, it will play on mute. No downloads, uh, still 15 kilobytes in size. But think about how many applications to send video directly to a mass market or to a, to a small market for that matter, but just to have that ability. So that's what we right, yeah, that's, yeah, and that's what I expect. I mean, I got, you know, like been like it started in the inbox, but it's going to be everywhere. That's what right. I'm thinking. So even today, it's in the inbox and it's in mobile as well today. Um, but yeah, definitely in in text messaging. All right, what companies do you think have the most to gain using email? That's a, that, let's see. Let's let's think about that for a second. We see email as so diverse, so diverse. To answer that question, it's for any industry. I mean, from when we think about like entertainment clients that we have. I mean, it could be a sports brand for that matter. We've been in sports. We've been in luxury vehicle market as well, as well as uh, airlines. So it's so diverse. That's what we love. I mean, Coca-Cola, I mean, different ones. So it's good for anyone that has an important message to send out in the world, no matter the size of the the company. That's the best answer. Nonprofit in terms of fundraising, increasing donations and awareness, it's important. So there's so many different areas. Uh, where do you think video and email can be a bad idea? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a unique question. I love that question. Where could it be a bad idea? You might have to help me on that. I'm thinking something political, maybe. I don't know. Um, no, because if someone subscribed to that list, they want to receive the information on it. So I always say, well, something illegal and immoral is the first thing that comes to mind. Of right. Course. <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing that's in my mind. But I was trying to think of a specific example. What do you think? Where would it be bad? That's a great question. Oh, definitely like, you know, illegal, immoral. That would be the first, <laughs> you know, the first place I think everyone's thinking. And, you know, and it reminds me a little bit about, you know, I've been to the, uh, I forget what it's called. Like, it's like the Aerospace Museum in Long Island, um, Long Island, New York. Um, and there, like, they talk about how uh, Wright Brothers, you know, created the airplane, I think, in, I don't remember, it was like 1890 or something, the first flight, Kitty Hawk. Uh-huh. And, um, and they were very hurt, like, when they found out that, you know, when in World War One, when airplanes were being used en masse to bomb and fight wars, like, it was, you know, it hurt them personally. Like, this, I did, you know, they didn't dream that that's where it would lead. So I'm kind of thinking in that vein, like, you know, could we be in a world in a few, and we're already in a world where, like, we're inundated, like, with messaging and, you know, immoral, you know, pornography is available all, everywhere. And it's even talked about even in mainstream media. You know, I just, I wonder, <laughs> you know, where this could end up, <laughs> not necessarily in the most positive way. Well, uh, and that's what guidelines are set for, for sure, of what you choose to endorse <laughs> or not. So if it's an email, it won't be in the Im- illegal or immoral bucket of things. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> what are you hoping to take? Where are you, uh, I guess it's where are you hoping to take email in the next year or two? Like, what are your goals? Like, where do you where do you see this going? 
For IMEL, what we see moving forward is just being able to help more companies, more organizations to get their message out worldwide. Uh, We're currently in Canada, Pakistan, India. I mean, we have several locations international. I continue to see mass adoption in those international markets and also different industries, some additional industries to go in, like the insurance industry. We've done insurance, but insurance and one of my goals of life, I love the Walt Disney Company. I mean, we all have a big kid in us somewhere. (laughs) That would be a dream come true to have the Walt Disney yeah, Company. Yeah, no, for sure. Hey, you can imagine, you know, getting a trailer in your inbox from Disney Plus, you know, like... Exactly. That, yeah, like they... I, yeah, you'll get that call now. <laughs> because we had this discussion. <laughs> that would be that would be a wonderful surprise. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I see that as well. And also like we're talking about from movies, even from uh, a movie house, being able to send out their trailers for their upcoming promos or having the actor to even introduce the promo in a video piece and then have the button to buy in the ticket or whatnot, whatever. Well, now we're inside. But just in general, I think it's so many wonderful aspects of what the future holds. Can you incorporate a button into the video? Or? Not into the video. It'd have to be in the Not creative. Not into the video. It'd be in the creative. It'd be around uh-huh. the is, is that something you maybe would try to, the way like in a YouTube video, you can like sort of add banners now. Would that be something that maybe you want to try to develop moving forward? It would be something interesting to develop moving forward on the roadmap, for sure. Yeah. At the end of a video, what happens, actually, what happens at the end of a video? Does it start again in, in a loop or does it stop? Um, It's the choice of the client. The choice of the client. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. What do you think is the biggest hurdle for iMail? The biggest hurdle for iMail, the biggest hurdle for iMail, I would say, is finding more of the early adopters. Early adopters that'll say, you know what, let's give it a shot. Let's try something new. Let's try something innovative and let's develop metrics and benchmarks around the success. IMEL is able to generate over 60% opens as opposed to, let's say, industry standard for email is what? You would say, it's I think it's 20% on average, no more than 21% on average. And then click-throughs on average are under 5%. IMEL historically has been able to deliver over 38% and click-throughs. So I, to answer your question, I would say to find more companies, more early adopters that want to be on the front end of innovation and delivering the best value for their customers in the email inbox. Let's maximize that experience. All right. Go in a different direction. All right. So what do you think it is about Rocky that resonates with you so strongly? Oh, Rocky is my all-time favorite. I just, I'm just all giggles over here and smiles because <laughs> <laughs> the reason I, the reason I love Rocky. So what Rocky stands for, and Sylvester Stallone for that matter, uh, Rocky represents just going for it, going the distance, whatever that is in your life, just it's okay to be the underdog sometimes, but just to to know that it's within you to do whatever you want to do. And we all want a title shot at something. And I feel like IMEL is in the ring, you know, and it's still, you know, the, the, the outcome long-term is still to be determined, but it's enjoying the journey of that. And it's all of that hard work. No different than Rocky gulping down the eggs or going jogging at three in the morning. I mean, we do that as entrepreneurs as well, but he just represents that you can do anything and to go for it. And don't worry about what other people think of you in a journey. Do your best every day. Right, he has a quote. Right, I gotta say sure. it for sure. He says also, of course, every day is not gonna be sunshine and rainbows, and it's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit 
and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. Oh, I love that. I totally oh, love yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now it's that scene, you know, in Rocky Four when uh, Apollo's trainer is telling him, like, I've seen this guy. Yes. Like, nobody's, and he kept Oh, it's in Rocky 2, actually. Yeah, I've seen this man get beat, like, you know, and he just kept coming back. Stay away from like, me. And that's, that's it. Like, right? you know, he started two thir- 2004, eight development teams, you know, like, finally making yeah. it work. Making it work for sure. Right. <laughs> so that's why it resonates so much. Uh, it, it's a, it's a lot. Sure. I think. I think, you know, that entire generation, you know, like the first Rocky, I think was 1976 or 78. And, you know, they're still coming out, actually. So I think a whole generation, I think a lot of us, you know, like, you know, for inspiration, you know, we want to get a, you know, you put on those montages to, you know, get our blood going and, you know, are ready to. And even in my, even in my home here right now, I have a, I have, I told you I was a huge fan, not big, huge. I have a six foot cutout of Rocky. And he's standing in his boxers, uh, you know, his boxing, what do you call it? Boxing shorts? Box, um, boxing shorts, I guess. Yeah. I know I guess. Talking, like the USA ones? Yes. Well, no, he has <laughs> one. They're, they're um, the ones he wore in Rocky one, actually. But he, oh, has okay. his hands, he has his hands up like this with red gloves. So this is what it says to me. No matter if I have a good day or a bad day, or let's say I, I might have had a horrible day and I, I I had a cry or something, right? When I finish crying, no matter what I'm doing, and I look up at the six foot of Rocky just standing there with his posture, it says to me, Lisa, okay, you're done now. Are you ready? Are you ready for that next round? And I know that is like kind of weird in its own way, but I love it because it inspires me to keep going the journey and to get back up for another day. Final thoughts. Uh, I think we've, we, you know, we went through it all, <laughs> I think, unless you want to keep talking. But yeah, I'll give you the floor and, and yes, I would say your piece. Well, final thoughts, I would say I appreciate you and your audience here so much for the opportunity to share about iMail and the innovation and would love to hear about some of the initiatives that you all are working on um, to figure out how to collaborate and to partner. And we drive collectively for value for our customers because that's why we're here. We're here to make a difference and to contribute and to give back. And I think we can all do that collectively. So thank you so much for having me on your session. This has been totally amazing. Oh, thank you. And thank you for joining us and sharing your story and, and uh, your personal journey. It's been really a pleasure and we hope to be in touch and, you know, we're going to release this probably towards the summer, but it's been a great, it's been a great ride. So thank you. Thank you. All right. And that's our show for tonight. Thank you all for joining and hope you enjoyed the, this episode. If you um, are enjoying Inboxing, please subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And that's all for tonight. Mm-hmm.